0: Welcome to Cinema Convos. This is the show where we bring guests with different tastes in film to have a meaningful discussion about the art of cinema. I'm your host Yash and I'm here with our special guest Lewis. Today we're discussing the film Transformers from 2007 which was written by Roberto Orsi and Alex Kurtzman and was directed by Michael Bay and stars Shia LaBeouf, Megan Fox and Josh Duhamel. Transformers is about an ancient struggle between two Cybertronian races the heroic Autobots and the evil Decepticons they come to earth with the clue to the ultimate power held by a teenager and uh, before we get started today I just want to issue a quick spoiler warning if you haven't seen Transformers we recommend checking out the movie first and with that I wanted to ask our first question to Lewis so what's your first memory or best memory with this movie?
1: Yeah. Uh, well, first of all, thanks for letting me join you on the podcast here. Extremely excited. Um, but to answer your question, though, man, there's just so many great memories with this movie, at, at least for me, because I, I think I was 11 when I first saw the movie back in the summer of 2007. So I was just going into my middle school years. And the one distinct scene from that movie that just always like comes to mind whenever I think of Transformers is when Bumblebee transforms into a new Camaro. And without going into too many details, it, it was a, a pretty prevalent scene. Um, even to this day, whenever you watch that particular scene with Megan Fox and Shia LaBeouf, it's like, oh man, that, it's it's a sweet scene. So yeah, that, that scene definitely sticks out for me.
2: Why if he's supposed to be like this super
1: advanced robot, does he transform back into this piece of crap,
2: Camaro? <gasps> oh, see, no, get no, that doesn't work. See? Move in, you now? See? Fantastic. Now you pissed him off. That car is sensitive. I mean, $4,000 just drove off. What?
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's a really cool scene because, you know, Megan Fox is just like, why has he turned into this piece of crap car? And then, you know, he just drives, you think Bumblebee's mad and he kind of is mad. And then he just drives past the new Camaro and just turns into it. And then it's like, dang. And it, you know, it reminds me a lot of a, there's a scene in the third movie, which we'll get into the sequels later, but it used to crack me up when like Shia LaBeouf is like super angry. And he's like, he's like, you should be mad. Look at the jalopy I'm driving nowadays. (laughs) So I feel like it just ties back to that scene because he knows he has a cool car. That's also a robot. But as far as this movie goes, um, I also saw it when it came out in middle school. Um, I missed the theatrical run. I saw it in the Dollar Theater. Uh, Shout out Spring, Texas area. Dollar Theater that may or may not be in business anymore. (laughs) But um, yeah, I saw it with a a family friend. And yeah, I mean, it was one of my distinct memories is one of my friends who like I saw it with every time a cool thing happened, which is very often in this movie for middle schoolers. He's just like, he's like, yeah, let's go. (laughs) that was like the whole movie experience for me um so that was pretty distinct um as far as this franchise goes I saw I've seen all of them except Dark of the Moon in the theaters I saw Revenge of the Fallen opening night uh big yikes but um you know yeah it's I love this movie I think it's a lot of fun it was a lot of fun to revisit it this last week um because of this episode but yeah I guess moving on to some of our our discussion points you know Uh, Lewis, what are some of your you've already mentioned, you know, one of your favorite scenes in the movie, but what are some of your favorite aspects about the movie It can really be anything from technical aspects to anything else.
1: Well, just to kind of piggyback again off your response to the first question, I I think also when I saw that scene regarding the Camaro and Bumblebee changed into the new Camaro, it it, it definitely like resonated with me because it's like, you know what, I told myself at a young age, I'm going to get a car like that. And lo and behold, next thing you know, I, I was able to fortunately be able to uh, drive a red Camaro to this day, so 2012 model, so. But uh, yeah, to uh, go back to your second question, I think for me, definitely just the way that Michael Bay introduces some of his, um, at the time it was the, the natural lighting of the film. You know, it was more of like, at the time in 2007, when those graphics came out with the Transformers, it was like I don't know about you, but I was kind of taking it back. Like, wow, they actually like they, they look real. Um, and obviously, looking back now, 10 years later or so more, it's like oh, okay, well, they're not as good. But at the time, it was like wow, that's that was awesome. The CGI was amazing. Um, it actually looked like real robots. Even as a kid, I was like wow, that's awesome. But uh, just the element of his directing along, I think, what definitely helped out too was uh, you could tell there was like a little bit of a sprinkle of uh, Steven Spielberg's work as well in essence for me the the message was that it was a, a young guy just trying to find his place in the world along with the help of his car I guess so to speak so I guess for me the number one theme was definitely just you know there there are a lot of surprises in all of us even when we don't see extraordinary things in us um, for example Sam at the beginning of the film he would have never thought he'd be the one to save in a sense, humanity. So, and at the end of the film, he does, but you know, on the outside, you would have been like, whoa, that guy's supposed to save us all? Even though he was real goofy and, you know, a nerd and, you know, trying to be a popular kid. And, but uh, yeah, that was just one of the, the major themes that stuck out to me. A B
2: minus. You were hawking your great grandfather's crap in my class. The kids enjoy, look, can you do me a favor? Can you look out the window for a second? You see my father? He's yeah. the guy in the green car. Okay, I want to tell you about a dream. A boy's dream, and a man's promise to that boy. He looked at me in the eye and said, son, I'm gonna buy you a car, but I want you to bring me $2,000 and three A's. Okay, I got the 2,000 and I got two A's. Okay, here's the dream. Your B minus, dream gone, kaput. Sir, just ask yourself, what would Jesus do? Yes! No. Yes, yes, yes,
0: yes. so?
2: A minus, it's an A though.
0: Oh, wait, 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 I can't see. It's an
2: A. So I'm good. You're good.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'll bounce off a couple of your thoughts. Um, I think Steven Spielberg was on as a producer for a lot of these movies, um, so they had the budget um, for sure. I agree with you that the visual effects hold up really well. I think in every single Transformers movie, whether you love it or hate it, the visual effects are always good. I think that's one thing that it did pretty consistently. I think the Shia LaBeouf is a likable character. I know a lot of people have given him a lot of crap for these movies, but you know, I think he's relatable. He's an awkward teenager. He does act like a teenager. He maybe looks a little old, but that's always the case in these movies. To be honest, my one of my favorite aspects of the movie is just his relationship with Bumblebee. It's like a genuine friendship. Um, like to be honest, that I like that relationship more than you know the Megan Fox romance, like f- far more, um, which you know doesn't work out because Michael Bay didn't like her or something. <laughs> Enter Victoria's Secret model Rosie Huntington Whiteley. I'm like, where's Sam just scoring supermodels, dude? I'm like, I don't even know what's going on. But um, yeah, the relationship between him and Bumblebee is probably my favorite aspect.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Uh, I remember seeing the third film, I think Dark of the Moon, and I remember that's the one Megan Fox doesn't come out, and yeah, he ends up with another hot chick. So I'm like, yeah, there's something. <laughs> there's, a, I don't know what this guy's problem is or whatever, what he's got going on. But yeah, to To hit on your point, Um, to me, the original will always be the best. The the rest of the franchise was like more of like, all right, let's make more money. But if you if you go back and you rewatch the movie, you'll understand why it's such a classic, at least to me, uh, the whole relationship and dynamic forces between Bumblebee and and Sam and and also his relationship with uh, Michaela or Megan Fox in this case. Um, And just as a young guy, it's like, it's, it's definitely relatable. You know, you see the pretty girl and uh, I think it goes for a lot of guys, you know, when you were in high school, you were wanting to get her attention, you do whatever. In this case, he was wanting to get a car. Um, And it just so happened. It was a 67 Camaro. And um, that scene definitely, man, that was probably the most funniest scene from the movie was when he, uh, he finally uh, takes the car out. And I, I think he heads over to the lake right? With his best friend. (laughs) <laughs> he goes to like show off his car, and then also, you know, just kind of show himself off. And then uh, that scene where uh, Michaela's boyfriend, I think he's a jock or whatever, it's just like totally puts him in his place. And Sam is yeah. quick-witted, joke, so <laughs> definitely relatable. Though. You know, so I, I thought I recognized you. You you tried out for the football team last year, right? Let's <laughs> <laughs> go call your mom.
2: Oh no 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 that no <laughs> that wasn't like a, a real. Try out. i was researching a book i was writing oh yeah 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 what's it about sucking at sports <laughs> no it's about the link between brain damage and football no it's, it's a good book your, your friends will love it you know it's got mazes in it and you know little coloring areas sections pop-up pictures it's a lot of fun
0: yeah i will say one thing um that is kind of a criticism of all these movies um the michael bay humor uh some of it works Um, when his friend climbs a tree and he's like we're here to climb this tree I think that's funny but a lot of the jokes aren't as funny as I remember them to be um you know when I was in middle school I thought these movies were like comedic genius like I thought they were the funniest thing ever and you know looking now I'm like okay I can see why this kind of you know bothered people Michael Bay is kind of big on like stereotype humor and might not age very well looking back, but um think oh this, yeah I, definitely. But I also I think this first movie does genuinely try to have a good story. Um, there's good there's intrigue with the whole military stuff, and it comes together really well. And I'm gonna quote one of my favorite movie critics actually, whose sons passed away, but um Roger Ebert gave this movie three out of four stars, which is pretty good for a, a big blockbuster. And he said, everything comes down to an epic battle between the Transformers and the Decepticons. And that's when my attention began to wander. And the movie lost a potential fourth star, which would have been a perfect score. Which is interesting because that ending action scene has always been like one of the highlights for me because it's just, I think it's awesome. You know, yeah, there's lots of like product placement thrown in there and like shots of just like beautiful women like screaming, you know, Michael Bay stuff. Um, but, um, you know, I I think it's interesting because, you know, I think that's what the fans want to see of a big blockbuster, but the critics don't always necessarily like there's a lot of technical stuff in this movie that the critics actually noticed you know opposed to the rest of the series like it actually has it actually features some decent storytelling
1: yeah that's what and that's what i meant by the original being probably the best storytelling that the rest are just you know like i said more of just you could tell the studio was involved as far as let's see how we can make more money but to hit on your point about michael bay's humor yeah looking back now there are for a certain especially throughout the not just this movie, but the franchise itself. There's a certain humor. It's like, mm, nowadays, I don't think it would fly. Um, definitely, I know in one part, one particular scene in the Revenge of the Fallen movie, uh, I know there was uh, issues with uh, ethnicities being involved. And um...
0: Those two robots that turn into ice cream yeah. trucks are like yeah. supremely racist. Like, yeah. it's not exactly. even like subtle. It's just overt. <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly. Um, and then also his uh, his emphasis on like just the shot has to be on a chick with like short shorts uh, to myself. Looking back at it now, I'm like, yeah, I don't think that would be appropriate nowadays. But um.
0: the women are just like eye candy and like treated as such because he doesn't yeah. get good actresses like Megan Fox is gorgeous. There's no debate there between any of us, but she's not a good actress in any way. No. Like when she says dialogue, you're like, ah. She's like, I love you, Sam, and I'm like, no, Bumblebee loves you more than she does. That's what I'm feeling right now. Like, there's no emotion. There's nothing.
1: No matter what happens, I'm really glad I got in that car with you. I'm afraid. I'm afraid I'm gonna have to agree with you. Definitely, she's she's absolutely beautiful in every every way. Um, but her acting is just very subpar, so I guess.
0: She's famous for her looks, and there's no shame in that. A lot of people are. Yeah. <laughs> no. Absolutely.
1: And maybe yeah, she, has she has a. a nice-
0: you know, maybe Megan Fox, to give her credit, um, she does have like an Oscar worthy role out there for her somewhere where it's perfect for her. Like for, like for a good example is for years, everyone was like Kristen Stewart, horrible actress, awful. But then when she started getting those like quieter like roles that suited her personality, you realize she's actually like a decent actress. So maybe something similar will happen to Megan Fox at some point.
1: Yeah, she's still she's still young, relatively young. So I'm sure she'll do a lot better.
0: But um, it's also so blatant because when whenever, whatever happened between Michael Bay and Megan Fox, you know, I don't look into that much. Like, whatever happened, it resulted in him not wanting her in the third movie. You know, he had an opportunity to get a good actress in the romantic interest, or just have no romantic interest, but it's just, he's just like, alright, like, give me a supermodel who's not even an actress. And it's like, you don't care about, like, the acting quality of your movie, clearly.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, the The rest of the film's like, Revenge of the Fallen, Dark of the Moon, I think Age of Extinction with Mark Wahlberg, and the last one was it
0: last the Last Night. Yeah, there's the Last Night, and there's also Bumblebee. Um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna throw in a, an unpopular opinion real quick. I know these movies are flawed, but the only one I've truly disliked is the Last Night. I actually have fun watching some of these movies, and I'll tell you why. Um, we'll talk about the sequels real quick. I guess you can mm-hmm. give me your take on which ones you like. Obviously, the first one we both like the best. I think that's pretty universal. Um, but you know, this is this is embarrassing, but I'm gonna share it because it's fun for the podcast. Transformers Revenge of the Fallen. When I was 12 years old, I loved that movie. Like, I don't know what it was. I saw it in I'm the glad theater. you said that.
1: I'm glad you said that. Because that that honestly, when it came out, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna go with this is better than part one. No,
0: I came home and I I told all of my friends at the time Transformers two blows the first out of the water. It is an awesome movie, it has all the action, the humor is 10 times funnier. Like I thought it was amazing, so that nostalgia for me makes me still like the movie. I know a lot of people absolutely hate it, but I'm I'm not able to look past the rose-colored glasses um, with the nostalgia. And you know, it's still I think it's still a fun movie. It's not as good as the first. I mean, I think that now, um, what I rewatched the whole series not too long ago, and yeah, the first one's the best. And I think my second favorite has to be Dark of the Moon. I think it's an acceptable blockbuster. Um, Age of Extinction is is kind of whack. I mean, <laughs> Mark Wahlberg shows up in the middle of Texas and he's like, I'm an inventor from Texas. And I'm like, no, you're not. <laughs> like, <laughs> you're Boston. You're and the Boston-y girl from mm-hmm. The Last Airbender shows up and I'm like, you picked <laughs> someone from one of the worst movies ever made to be your eye candy, Michael Bay? Like, come on, bro. Like, why are you doing this to us? Yeah. And, yeah it's just a whole thing. And there's even a really uncomfortable scene in Age of Extinction where like, of the girl's like, like, legally, we're allowed to date, even though I'm 17. And I'm like, bro, like, I don't know if this is a real law, but, like, you shouldn't be, like, publicly announcing this to the whole world. <laughs> like, I don't know, Michael Bay. Let's
1: just, let's just say, man, if I was a, if I was a dad in that case, I, there's no way that would fly with me. That, that totally was an awkward scene with the whole, like, yeah, well, whether you don't like it, dad, or not, whatever, um, we're legally, you know, able to date. And that, that whole scene was just like, what? Oh, man, Michael Bay. Um, but to, to your your point earlier about Revenge of the Fallen, I, re, I remember definitely when it came out, I was in line and I, I think it was summer of 09 and uh, I was there with some friends and uh, we had a blast. I mean, it was it was definitely a summer blockbuster movie. And, you know, in retrospect, you know, looking back now, it's definitely when you watch these movies or rewatch them, you, you definitely have to have that expectation. Like there's summer blockbuster movies um, not to be taken, you know, too seriously especially with Michael Bay at the helm Um, and for me it's more of like an escapism you know like just definitely as a kid it was like those are that's what I had uh, the opportunity to do you know go to the movie theater Um, but I I will let you in on a a funny story with uh, Revenge of the Fallen Man Um, so I was actually supposed to go on a date um, with a friend who at the time I thought was you know I was you know trying to make her my girlfriend so you know this is the day of like when we have Walkman's to text. Um, so yeah, I'm Get a Walkman to text?
0: Yeah, I had like a
1: Sony, yeah, Sony Walkman.
0: I didn't know they could you could text with yeah, it.
1: Yeah, it was a like, it was like a weird um
0: We definitely had more technology in 2009, bro. We weren't sporting Walkmans.
1: Yeah, it was a it was a red Walkman, I distinctly
0: remember. Dang, that. that was a vintage item even then. Yeah, we <laughs> should have kept it. I, mean, I had a blackberry back then you know r.i.p blackberry <laughs> but i got an iphone like one or two years later iphone 4
1: yeah i wasn't on team iphone at that point in my life
0: um, i'm still team iphone
1: but to- <laughs> you're
0: on team iphone again now just let the world know
1: yeah i'm on uh you
0: got those blue texts
1: yeah, You got the newest one
0: but, but, uh, about- yeah back
1: to my story really fast yeah so i'm over here texting uh, this girl telling her hey transformers just came out uh, how do you feel about going you know what if we go see it and she was like yeah that would be awesome but uh do you think your sister might want to come and i was like oh my god i was so naive and stupid um so i end up taking my sister with me and the three of us are there watching the movie but to top it off man my sister literally sits between the both of us. And this whole time I'm watching, I'm re Revenge of the Fallen. I that,
0: man, it was just an awful experience. That's such a hardcore, hardcore friend zone move. Can your sister- yeah, It was, man. <laughs> totally. She's been like, no, either it's me or you. or I'm going to go by <laughs> myself and watch it again. <laughs> it was definitely a uh, friend zone maneuver. Yeah, dude, we learned a lot since, <sighs> since our middle school days. And I, was I, actually, a, I mean, WK. I went- to, I went to see this movie with my family who had not seen the first movie. And all I told them was that there's going to be some sex jokes and it just be ready. <laughs> like, like I was kind of nervous. Cause I don't, I was like 12 years old. My brother was like nine or 10. And yeah, we saw it. And my, I, I like after the movie, my dad was like, like he hated that movie cause he had, he had no context. You no know, no attachment to the franchise at all. And and then, I, and then the next one was coming out, and I was like, hey, are we all going to go see Transformers? Because we still used to see movies together, like, up until 2012, 2013. And my dad was like, yeah, I'm not watching Transformers. Like, <laughs> hell no. <laughs> like, you guys, can, you guys can rent it when it comes out or something. Like,
1: I honestly thought that college was going to be like that, man, where it was, like, just a free-for-all, and apparently...
0: Yeah, dude, and, like, oh, okay, there's, again, you know, we could have a whole episode just about creepy scenes in Michael Bay movies, but there's a scene where Shia LaBeouf goes out the first night with his, like, friend, roommate and a few friends, and they're like, hey, we're hunting. I'm like, what, hunting, like, predators? Like, what? Like, who talks like this?
2: First frat party's the game changer, boys. We're hunting in the wild now, so get your game faces on. I can't stay long. I have a webcam date with my girlfriend. That's so cool. Oh it's not.
1: While he's making up with his
0: MacBook, I'm gonna be getting my spitsy freaky freak on.
2: Let's roll.
1: She's
0: hot. Oh my gosh. It's just, it's just the thing about this. What I'll say in defense of Michael Bay, the movies I've seen from him, I've always found to be fun. They do have issues. They're not perfect, but he knows his audience and he makes plenty of money from it. So he's doing something right from a business standpoint. Um, but yeah it has to
1: do it has to it goes back to the the spectacle the yeah the, I mean
0: the explosions you know the
1: explosion you think about Armageddon
0: the uh, firework explosions and, he and also like of- he totally toots his own horn in this movie like there's a when the robots come like the guys running around like this is way cooler than Armageddon I, I kid you not and it's like oh my gosh Michael Bay made that movie like now I know that I didn't know that when I first watched it
2: explosions from Michael Bay
0: Oh, my gosh, dude. It's just a whole... It's just a mess.
1: Yeah, and then um, Dark of the Moon, I, I think I would have to... If I wanted to rank them right now, I, I would definitely... Obviously, number one would be the original, the first one. And then probably the... I would probably put Dark of the Moon right before Revenge of the Fallen, if only because... I think the storyline is, even though it's it's not as cohesive or like structured as the original, I, I thought it had a slightly better storyline than the second one. Uh, yep. The second one, I think the second one was made during the Writers Guild, uh, the strike back in 09. So that's when like a bunch of the Hollywood writers were like on strike. And mm-hmm. I think at the time the movie was being developed, it ended up being shut down. And then they were like scrambling like put a last minute story together.
0: But yeah, I don't know, yeah,
1: definitely Dark of the Moon. Uh, I would probably like rank above, and then Age of mm-hmm. Extinction, and then uh, The Last Night.
0: Yeah, The Last Night is the worst for me, like without a doubt. The special <laughs> effects are there, but that was the summer. I don't know if you remember that was the summer where like every summer blockbuster was like, let's just make our main character evil and then like turn good again. That was like the like Fast and Furious did that, um, Transformers <laughs> did that, Optimus turned evil. Like it was like a consistent trend I was noticing that year. And I was like, these franchises are out of ideas. And then when Bumblebee came around, it got decent reviews. And I was like, okay, let me check this out. Um, Even though it has significantly better reviews than the first Transformers, I don't think it's as good for sure. It's a nice new direction. It's a very family friendly movie. There's no weird like Michael Bay stuff in the movie. (laughs)
1: Um, <laughs> or sexualizing yeah. young women, it's like yeah, yeah,
0: like it's Haley Steinfeld in a strong like female role, not being objectified for like two and a half hours. So it's it's different from <laughs> the other ones. <laughs> oh man,
1: I I could swear, and then also he's like got this, uh you know, I, and I don't I don't mind it at all, but like man, he's yeah, I mean, like I'm, he's, he's okay. definitely I don't know. There's always like a distinct scene in the, every Transformers movie with the American flag going on, like.
0: Oh yeah, yeah he's, he's there's the American flag, the fireworks and explosions. Um, but don't even get
1: me started on the sunset. I mean, is it me or is he always using the, like a natural sunset lighting like in all his movies? Yeah,
0: there's definitely a lot of like sunset moments. Um, in the Transformers franchise, there's a lot of product placement. Like the Xbox 360 oh, yeah. turns into a robot, Mountain View yeah. machine. According to the
2: calculations on my Microsoft Surface, they have advanced cloaking technology. The Microsoft
0: Surface confirms it. Microsoft Surface... My Samsung Gear S2 watch says the
1: same thing.
0: And the, the most, the, the worst example of it <laughs> that is in Transformers 4 Age of Extinction, which is like Mark Wahlberg gets like, a Bud Light truck and just grabs one and takes a swig. And I'm like, dude, you're in the middle of a fight and you're just going to take a swig of Bud Light like just to promote the product. <laughs> like it's just, it's too much. It's too much. Yeah,
1: I would be worried about him if he's got uh, an alcohol. Like, this
0: is why you're not inventing anything successfully. You're too busy drinking Bud Lights in the middle of the day. I'm being a savage. I love Mark Wahlberg, though, but the Transformers movies are not his finest hour.
1: No, no. But uh, I remember when news first came out, I was like, oh, man, that's going to be pretty cool, Mark Wahlberg. But no, I was unfortunately that he wasn't able to save the franchise. Uh, Shia Buff was uh, an awesome actor. I think he honestly did the best that he could. And you can tell, too, he definitely uh, pours his heart and soul into his acting. Oh, he does sometimes come out as over the top with like yelling "bumblebee" every like every Optimus
0: Optimist. Yeah,
1: definitely.
0: Or like the no, 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 like the like you know how he talks really fast. No,
2: no, 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 no,
1: no, 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 no,
0: no, 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 no,
1: no, I think it definitely goes back to even Stevens' day for sure when he was a kid actor. Yeah. yeah, I mean,
0: have you seen the movie? Have you seen the movie Honey Boy?
1: I've seen parts of it, yeah.
0: And yeah, I you wrote that really film good. and it's inspired by his own life. And you realize like this guy has gone through so much. And knowing all of that, like I really empathize with the guy um, quite a bit. Because I mean, first of all, I think Shia LaBeouf is one of the most underrated actors in Hollywood. Yeah. Um, when he was in the fourth Indiana Jones movie, everyone was like Shia LaBeouf ruins the movie and I'm like no like Indiana Jones being in a fridge and getting nuked and surviving kind of ruins the movie <laughs> not, not <laughs> <Shia LaBeouf. laughs> um but um yeah, yeah
1: I, I thought he did awesome and I think uh that was 09 as well uh news was coming out like he was coming out on all these blockbuster movies and I remember Indiana Jones Let's go see that one with my dad
0: and uh I mean I, I thought- like that movie as a blockbuster it's it's not as good as the other ones but it's fine yeah
1: yeah, I, to, I think that one gets too much slack, to be honest. I'm like, it, it was a summer blockbuster movie. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's, you can't compare it to the original trilogy, but it, yeah. that one was a pretty good one.
0: Yeah, you know, Shia LaBeouf is doing a lot of more, like, low-key stuff nowadays. There's a movie called The Peanut Butter Falcon that he was great in from 2019. But, yeah, he's I really, I'm really glad to see him back. Um, again, as you said, like, I think with blockbuster movies, especially franchise movies, People always get this expectation, regardless of how good or bad the franchise is, because like every single Transformers movie made money, and I'm part of the yeah. problem for sure. <laughs> you know the positive reinforcement. Yeah. I'm like yeah. this, movie, <laughs> this movie has bad reviews. You know it doesn't look like anything new, but I show up the next day. Here's my money. I'm seeing it on the biggest screen you have. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> um, you have 3D. I'm in. Let's do it. You know, like, um. So I think with these blockbusters, I think. If I can have fun watching a blockbuster, that's all I ask for. In, in Age of Extinction, yeah. I had enough fun to where I got through it. But in the last night I felt bored. I'm like, this is all like rehashed. I'm kind of over it. Um, the visual effects are great, but I've seen it four other times. And I don't know. It just, I think every franchise reaches the point of burnout. It's the art of making a good series is limited to very few. Like I said, with the start and end in mind, like the Dark Knight Trilogist for one example but i tend i always mention batman in like every podcast episode it feels like but you know that movie has a hands down, one of
1: the the greatest trilogies i think mm-hmm. um, for sure not just any you know obviously it's a great superhero movie but i think it's just an awesome movie overall like mm-hmm. what one did with that franchise uh, reinvent it um and i think if if the transformers franchise ever wanted to do something like that they would have to get a director that can obviously something similar kind of reinvent or um Reading. And i think
0: this i think this first movie it takes itself seriously like it's like if there was a movie about talking fighting robots how can we make it plausible for a live action movie and it it makes a solid attempt like you know with like the the transformer showing up in the desert in the military like fights yeah. them off like the whole buildup is really well done and i think this movie also like i mean if we one thing i always say about movies also when it comes to acting is like some people are bad actors actresses for sure but they can only be as good as what they're given as far as dialogue goes and i think considering the dialogue in this movie like shia labeouf gives a pretty honest effort like you said um so i am a fan of his um megan fox i mean i'd love to hang out sometime but i don't know if i want to see you actually like <laughs>
1: yeah i think she's too busy with the mgk right now MGK. why are he
0: dropping albums with like sad songs then he should be happy I thought
1: he was a rapper. Now he's like doing punk rock or something. Oh, dude,
0: I'm I'm really into his new stuff, though. I gotta say, I think you know, it's a good, it was a good switch for him. Like the Black Bear esque type music, like oh, kind of okay. like sad boy vibes. <laughs> but like yeah. also, they kind of have like their bangers, not like slow songs. Yeah. He's like lonely, lonely. <laughs> like you know, it's like a banger. <laughs> it's like, the words are like, "Oh, are you okay?"
1: <laughs> uh, you gotta be careful not to be uh, too uh, engulfed with your
0: lyrics. <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, but yeah, um, so I think this movie is competently written for in terms of a blockbuster. Like it has a good story and that most of the humor does work here. It kind of gets worse along the franchise, I think. Um, it was great when I was younger, um, but I think the humor that Michael Bay brings, um, sometimes it is funny in other movies.
2: I'm sorry to bother you. Uh, Maggie. No, help. this is my private area, my my place of zen and peace. Listen to
1: me.
2: Shut up, Grandma! What are you doing here? Just give me a
1: break, Will you- Grandma, drink your prune juice.
0: Yes, yeah, so, I mean talking about Michael Bay. You know, what are some of your other other movies by him that extend like, oh, to you?
1: Well, definitely none of them were Oscar worthy. I'll, I'll just. I'll say that right now Um, but his movies are definitely blockbuster yeah action-filled movies Um, one that comes right to mind is Armageddon with Ben Affleck uh, Bruce Willis which uh, is a little exaggerated as well you know you got a I think was it a meteor coming to earth a spoiler alert Bruce Willis dies to save his daughter Liv Tyler but
0: um, that's a cheesy movie but I enjoy it for what it is
1: yeah definitely
0: Um, like that's what I'm saying like I think in general, a lot of his movies, like you really can't look at the critic reviews. Look at what the audiences are saying because the critics just bash this guy. Like, like there's no tomorrow. Yeah,
1: it's it's one of those you you'll find out on Rotten Tomatoes. It would be like seventy-eight uh, percent of the audience liked it, or eighty-two, and mm. then like twenty.
0: This 20%. movie, Transformers two thousand seven, has a fifty-eight percent, which I think is criminally underrated because I think it's a great movie. It's a very good blockbuster.
1: To your point, it's one of the uh, they put it in a way that was relatable because it it just made sense. Like they didn't exaggerate too much. Unlike the other movies in the franchise, this one seemed more grounded. And that's something looking back, when I think about it, I can actually appreciate even more because it's like, it seems grounded. Yeah, there was obviously a few scenes one can make the argument like, oh man, that's over the top or that's a little too, yes, I get it. You go with the expectation you're watching robots fighting, but you know, the take that they, that they went with, which is, which is uh, an alien robot being introducing itself to a, a young high school kid and then developing a friendship with that individual. I mean, that's, that's awesome. And then, like I said, it, it's definitely looking back, I, I can definitely see myself in Sam's shoes um, just, you know, yearning for an adventure. And uh, I think there's one particular scene to look thinking about it right now where, um, Bumblebee just got done fighting one of the robots. It's one of the first uh, fight scenes with Bumblebee. And and Sam and Michaela are going to the car. Um, Bumblebee opens up the door to get them in. And they're both looking at each other, Sam and Michaela. And I think Michaela asked them, are we supposed to go in the car? And then that's when Sam's like, well, you'll never know, right? Oh, 50 years from now, you'll never know if you, you know, had the courage to get in the car So. Uh, it's just little things like that, you know, definitely um, that resonate with me to this day. And it, it's definitely a, that's why I consider it a classic, just certain elements like that.
0: For sure. I mean, I think this movie has a theme and feel like it has a sense of wonder and adventure. You know, I think either adults can watch it and think about their childhood or like, even like, not like super young kids, but like, like when I was watching this movie the first time, I was 11. It was the perfect movie for the time. Like it was it had action, had comedy. It wasn't like too too explicit. It had like some like jokes, and I was like, oh, like that's a little edgy. But you know, it's like it's a good <laughs> yeah. it's a it's a good movie for what it sets out to do. And I I know I think when it was made, I doubt they were thinking about the sequels right away. I think it was more of after the success of this movie, they're like, okay, we got to make more of these. But yeah, um, I I think the sense of wonder. It really comes from, like, one scene, like, my favorite scene in this movie is actually the scene when the robots arrive to Earth. Like, And I think the score is really good in that scene, which, you know, I don't usually talk about the score in Transformers movies, but the score in this movie is really good for what it sets out to do. Oh,
1: yeah. No, I think, um, I forget his name. It's not Hans Zimmer. It's It's not.
0: It's someone else.
1: Yeah, but he worked with Hans Zimmer. I think it's Steve...
0: Let me get the name for you. Jablonski
1: or something like that. But, but yeah, the, the, the soundtrack is definitely uh awesome. Yeah, uh, it's um it's something you appreciate too looking back now.
0: Yeah, Steve Jablonski and the song is arrival <laughs> to earth and it is it's it's beautiful, like it's such a yeah. great moment. It's like you're you know, whether you follow the whether you own action figures, whether you watch cartoons of Transformers, it's that moment when you realize you're watching a live action Transformers movie and the sense yeah, of wonder hits it's, its peak.
2: This is the coolest thing I ever seen. everywhere. This is easily 100 times cooler than Armageddon. I swear to god.
0: The only part I have an issue with is when like you know the guys like this is cooler than Armageddon but besides that like it's a great <laughs> yeah. <in> the movie. <laughs> You know, I don't like when directors toot their own horn a little bit too much. Um, it's a little narcissistic and cocky. But, you know. For sure. <laughs> but it's also like a cameo, I guess. Like I mentioned of his other films. Um yeah. But yeah, that's my favorite scene in the movie.
1: What? And then one thing that I definitely wrote down, just a few notes here, but one one of the main themes I wanted to also bring up, and I think I had mentioned it before, but I kind of want to just elaborate it, was definitely that it's a it's a movie about people being more than they initially appear to be.
0: I mean, right. more than meets the eye, right? That's the whole yeah, thing. Yeah,
1: exactly. More than meets the eye. Yeah. The Transformers, more than meets the eye.
2: Autobots their to destroy the evil forces of the
1: And then realizing that they're they're more than they're realizing their potential along the journey. And if you think about it, I mean, Sam is just like a regular. He's supposed to be like a regular, typical teenager. Well. Regular in the sense that he's relatable through his, you know, specific traits, like being goofy and, you know, liking the popular girl and wanting to be popular. And I think in the later films, they make it out to be like he's actually a chosen one. But if you take those out of the equation, basically, he's a basically relatable teenage kid. Um, And so throughout the movie, he develops the bravery and the courage to help out the Autobots. Um, when he knows that he could just turn the other way, turn the other cheek, so to speak, and just say, no, I'm I'm not, I can't, I'm scared. Um, and I think that's definitely something that a lot of people, like you said, either young kids that are struggling with, and I think, to be quite honest with you, that's, that's why I find it super relatable to me, because I remember during that time, I was just transitioning from um, one school to another school on the other side of town, and um, you know, I was kind of scared in the sense, like, man, I don't know who I'm going to meet. Uh, and when I saw this movie, just looking back now and, and seeing Sam in that, you know, predicament, so to speak, it's like, as a kid, I was like, man, I wish I had that courage. And that can be applicable to, to anyone, whether you're young or old. But, yeah, that's kind of one of, one of the main points I wanted to, to drive home.
0: For sure, and like you know, a lot of these bouncing off your ideas, a lot of these live-action remakes that are based on either cartoons or something else, um, you see it a lot with kids' movies. Most recently, I saw it with the the abysmal uh, Tom and Jerry. Um, hopefully, off HBO Max soon. I'm just counting down. I wanted to leave the face of the earth, but um, but the problem with these <laughs> movies like Tom and Jerry, The Smurfs. Sorry about the rants about Tom and Jerry is an awful movie. I can't believe I watched it, but um
1: hey it wasn't too bad man there's a few elements
0: dude i loved tom and jerry as a kid and i just wanted to see tom and jerry like be each other up for like an hour and a half i would have been totally happy but the, the the point i'm getting at here is why i bring it up is that these movies will bring in human characters that you're not really there to see if you're watching it for nostalgia um but in transformers what i like is i think sam witwicky is likable and the military soldiers like josh Duhamel, they're likable um, their banter is shown, like, first thing in the movie, you know, I think when the, because the human characters are likable and the robots all have, like, unique personalities, um, I think it's a good, like, complete package for everyone. But, you know, later in the series, I would say after Sam was no longer in the series, I think there was an opportunity to, you know, show the maybe make a prequel, like, War for Cybertron or, like something, like, something cool with just the robots. They never really did that. They always had to have the human character element. But in this movie, it works the best, I think
1: yeah no absolutely i would I would be game for a prequel of that nature if they were just to introduce the robots um because like you said with if you involve the humans um yeah, it's relatable, but you know i kind of i'm at times i was I was more interested like, okay well, what would the robots do without the humans in the equation show
0: show us their planet, you know, show us the dynamic of their their world before they came to earth because the franchise at one point became like. Optimus Prime saying like, like the humans are like, you guys need to leave. And Optimus is like, Optimus is just like, oh well, if we leave, you guys are totally screwed. And they're like, we don't care. <laughs> then they leave. And bad guys come down and kill everyone. And then they're like, Optimus was like, so he told you. And like that's the whole franchise after the first movie. And you know, like it gets kind of lazy, I guess, when it comes to coming up with the premises of the movies. I thought the dark side of the moon. I thought that was kind of cool that like there's a whole side of the moon that we haven't seen, right? And like, they discovered it during the moon landing. Uh, I think that movie actually had, like, a plot. One of my problems with this movie, I will tell you, um, and you might have the answer. Maybe I missed a piece of dialogue that was important or something. But I think when Optimus Prime tells Sam, if all else fails, put the cube in my chest. Then he puts it in Megatron's chest. I want to know, why did Optimus, like, not just say, put it in one of the bad guys' chest? Like, it'll destroy the Spark and also take out, like, a bad guy, you know? It's like, why is Optimus so high and mighty? Like, no, sacrifice me. It's like, bro, you can you can use this as a weapon to kill one of guys. <laughs> <us. laughs> like, are you serious? Like, I know you're a good guy, but like, I would like, have been like, I would have been like, take he... that cube, aim it right at Megatron, right in the chest. That's what you need to do. You know, that's what I would, I would do if I was Optimus, but.
2: Sam, put the cube in my chest
1: now. Sam. No, Sam. Yeah, and my question is, okay, so let's say he Sam does, hypothetically, put the, the Cuban Optimus chest, does that
0: does kill off the Decepticons, or are they still there to... You'll, you'll take out their leader. I think it's a start. <laughs> I mean, the, the rest of them can take out the other ones, I'm sure.
1: I would have I mean, loved to see Megatron, doesn't do that. Megatron, with come, I
0: mean, Megatron comes back anyway, so as like, he's not even the main villain in the second one, right? The Fallen's the villain.
1: Yeah, and Fallen's supposed to be, like, in like part of the Prime group or something. Yeah, like, the
0: Fallen is an actual character, which was really confusing back in the day. Because I was like, oh, someone's going to come back from the dead. The Fallen. Like, Megatron's the Fallen. And he does come back, but he's just kind of on the side. Like, yeah, I obey the Fallen.
1: That's the one where, uh, what's his name? Megatron's, like, henchman. I forget his name. Um, he, like, flies off to, like, a different planet, right? Or something. <laughs> like, I don't know.
0: Okay, but I will say one more. I'll give Revenge of the Fallen one more piece of praise. It's probably like the third Blu-ray disc I owned. I had this movie on DVD, the first one I watched on DVD the other day, and I was like, "Oof, like this is this is ancient technology now." <laughs> 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 first world problems, but man, I was watching them, and I was like, "Yikes, dude!" I have
1: I have uh, the um,
0: the complete set on Blu-ray. Nice. Yeah, I have two, three, and four on Blu-ray. I'm not going to buy five because I don't like. I have Bumblebee on Blu-ray as well.
1: Just, I just had the first strain in Age of Extinction.
0: Yeah.
1: It was like a like a special edition pack.
0: But I kid you not, dude. I, I had extracurricular activities. Like, this is my, this is how deep my love for Revenge of the Fallen went. For a solid week after buying it, I'd come home, start it. Whenever I have to leave for, like, Taekwondo or whatever, pause it, come back home, finish the movie. Next day, repeat. Like, that was my schedule. Just watching Revenge of the Fallen at least <laughs> 10 times that week. Damn and- Looking back, I'm like, how did I love this movie this much? It's not a bad movie, which is no, no, people might get mad at me for saying that, but it's not a bad movie for what it sets out to do. It has this, if you, it, to be honest, if you love the first Transformers, you will like the sequels. That's what I think, at least. If you just liked the first movie, there's a chance you won't like the sequels because they're not as good. Yeah,
1: I, I, I think I, I, and I've definitely heard that argument was like, I barely liked the first one, so I don't think I'm gonna. Like the others, and it's each their own. I mean, like I said, you definitely have to have that expectation of going in with the understanding that these are blockbuster slash comedies, action filled. You're not gonna get a lot of content other than the original. It's more a uh, grizzled stake.
0: Yeah, you know? Uh, you know, one more, one more criticism of Michael Bay movies in general. They're always like two and a half hours long, and there's no justification for it. <laughs> like he could ease you could cut, like like half an hour is just product placement to be honest like it's just take it out of the movie you can fund these movies on your own you got so, you got so many hits what about even, Pearl Harbor isn't Pearl Harbor even longer like it's over 3 hours I think so I think it I haven't seen Pearl Harbor I've heard pretty bad things that's why I haven't watched it
1: it's with uh, Ben Affleck yeah,
0: I heard it's like Titanic with Pearl Harbor but not as the romance is kind of more like eye rolling I don't know
1: I think she ends up with like she ends up being pregnant with the other guys' baby. Wow.
0: I'm not gonna make any comments here, but I had a few thoughts. <laughs> a few a few songs came to mind by some rappers. <laughs> loyal. Well, I wasn't gonna be that overt about it, but <laughs> Oh, there was one movie um that's actually a pretty solid movie called 13 hours. He did in 2016. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that, was that was actually one of his,
1: John and um, a few other uh, smaller time actors, but John Krasinski is the biggest actor in that one. But that's one of his
0: only, he's made a couple that, and Pain and Gain are inspired by true events, which I saw Pain and Gain recently too, which is kind of a strange movie, but it's not bad. It's... Your problem is you don't
1: have quads, man.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there, yeah. I think Pain and Gain is severely misunderstood. Um, a lot of people watch the trailer and they're like, "Well, he's making a comedy about these like horrible people." I'm like, "No, if you watch the movie, he's making fun of them. Like they're so stupid. Like he's definitely like criticizing them in many ways by making it a comedy and dark comedy at that."
2: All of my heroes are self-made: Rocky, Scarface, all the guys from The Godfather. They all started out with nothing and built their way to perfection. The way to prove yourself is to better yourself. That's the American dream. I have no sympathy for people who squander their gifts. It's sickening. It's
1: worse than sickening. It's unpatriotic.
0: Yeah, I thought it was a okay. one. Is, I thought that one was pretty funny. Um, yeah, when Michael Bay has the ability, yeah. when he has the opportunity to make an R rated movie, like he goes in, like, you know, he, he commits to it. Mm-hmm. Like, both the first, like, Bad Boys 2 is one of the worst reviewed movies, but it's such a popular, like, cult classic. Like, people love Bad Boys 2. Um, mm-hmm. So, this is an example of the reviews and audience score not aligning but my favorite Michael Bay movie real quick actually um, is actually this movie called The Rock have you ever seen that one?
1: I've heard of it I- it's one, it has
0: Sean Connery and Nicolas Cage and it's just like a, it's a pretty generic action movie they go to Alcatraz and like there's like a chemical they have to like I don't know get rid of or something so it's a very 90s action movie but it's a lot of fun it's one of his best movies for sure I'm
1: gonna have to check it out then because I, I know I've heard some decent reviews on it for sure
0: yeah it's definitely his, one of his best reviewed if not the best reviewed like it's it's a good movie it's yeah. cheesy it's super cheesy but it's a good time but 13
1: hours went.
0: i like that movie too that was a good one
1: and i heard about that one i was like oh man it's michael bay i i, I just know he's gonna he's it was gonna a mess. michael
0: bay january release that was like a red flag a january movie is always january is when they dump the garbage so
1: yeah january can associate it with trash in movies
0: yeah, if you look back on movies that came out in January You will see a trend, I promise you
1: What about The Revenant? I think that one came out in January
0: no? That was technically December It got a wide release in January oh, Movies that got a wide release in January That's that's the garbage Like always There's always a few exceptions I think Split was an exception I'm not Shyamalan yeah. Split But um, for the most part And they probably released in January Because they were like Shyamalan's hit or miss So we're going to release it in the garbage month Just in case <laughs> Just in case the twist is not good. Um, but that movie is great. I love Split. I love, in fact, I like Split and Glass. Um, but that's a whole other Glass. franchise. Whole other filmmaker. Whole other style that we're not
1: going to I still think it. that bear should have won the Oscar in The Revenant.
0: Who? The bear? I mean, the bear was about to take <laughs> yeah. it from Leo. But Leo was like, nah, this is my year.
1: Yeah, I finally need one after. you know Apparently they didn't like my work on The
0: Aviator slash Titanic. The Wolf of Wall Street, dude. That's one of the best performances I've ever seen in my life. Such a good movie. And Matthew a- McConaughey was great. You know, I'm gonna say one more controversial opinion. I think I think Leo should have won that year. I'm just gonna say it. Really? I think so. Matthew McConaughey like lost a lot of weight. Obviously, it was an amazing job in Dallas Buyers Club. But like Leo, like I remember seeing a review for The Wolf of Wall Street, and the, the excerpt was like Leo's performances in this movie is probably the wildest thing I've ever seen in my life. Like it's that's that's like a not exact words, but I was like, yeah, like I believe it. It's crazy.
1: That's when I fell in love with Margot Robbie. And that
0: was, was like her big break, too.
1: She was a stunner, yeah. That's when the world finally met her.
0: See, Michael, Margot Robbie is an example of a gorgeous woman who's also a good actress. So,
1: I mean. Can you believe at the time
0: she was 24 when she filmed that? She was, she's like our age? Yeah. No way, dude. She looks, older. Yeah, she looks
1: older. At the time, yeah. That's what I'm like. I had just found it out like a week ago or something.
0: Dang. It makes yeah. Me, I, mean, was, I mean, like a lot of like the famous singers are like our age, like Dua Lipa, Camila Cabello. They're all like our age. So what are, what are
1: we doing? With po- I life? think
0: post Malone, post Malone as well. So <laughs> I mean, they're all like our age, dropping you know, winning Grammys and making hit songs, and we're talking about Transformers. <laughs> so, yeah, we're,
1: <laughs> we're, we're we're talking about Transformers, and uh, at least
0: at least one of the good ones though. Oh boy, this is this has been a fun. has about- been a fun episode.
1: Over here struggling to pay our student loans while they're making, you know,
0: yeah, like a third of their, a third of her paycheck for Wolf of Wall Street could like more than cover my entire student <laughs> loan. Oh boy. Oh gosh. Leo, if oh, no, you're hearing this, I will, I'll, I'll be your friend if you, if you pay off my loans, it's good for the environment. So, I don't even someday, know. Me. It's too late to have conversations.
1: Someday you need to, you need to, uh, tell your audience about the, uh,
0: the statistics homework telling. <laughs> what, would we ask Price for help? I mean, I can just share the story. It might be it might be out of, totally out of context, but it can be on this episode. I think of-
1: you need to share it. You definitely need to share it.
0: Okay, I mean, I'll share it right now. <laughs> yeah. So Price, who is, um, our friend Price was like a statistics wizard, still is probably, he like mastered it and everything.
1: He got his master's from uh, got his
0: master's for, for statistics and analytics, I think, and um, something like that. I'm sorry if it's wrong, Price. But... <laughs> Me and me and Lewis were working on a, a statistics assignment. This is how, um, and we were struggling, <laughs> so we texted our we texted Bryce and Lewis loves the story, but well, we texted him like, hey, like, can you help us with the homework? Because <laughs> we don't know what we're doing. And then he just goes for like fifteen minutes because he was at a meeting, so he's probably busy. <laughs> and then, and then I find <laughs> this, I was, it was nine o'clock at night, you I don't think he had a meeting. Be- Fine. no I mean yeah. if you have I mean, you want to help us out. I mean, organizations have meetings and like they have social stuff after it so um anyways beyond the point it's been 15 minutes and i was just like um I sent the will Smith uh, gif where he's like crying in the pursuit of happiness and he just just said please help and I'd sent that because <laughs> that's kind of how we felt we were about to cry. this homework was was giving us a hard time but yeah.
1: You know, I would definitely look, I definitely look forward to your uh, college reunion special. I mean, you know, we get, you're able to get all of us on board and just kind of talk about our. Uh,
0: you all got to pick a movie to talk about. We can't drift from the, the topic of the show.
1: You would definitely, then we definitely should have brought up The Hangover.
0: Oh, yeah, that was, that was, that one's already released.
1: <laughs>
0: um, oops.
2: Tracy, it's Phil. Yeah, listen. Uh... We fucked up.
0: Let's, let's get back to Transformers because we've covered a good amount of the topics, but there's a few more. I know you've talked about how like, Sam Witwicky, especially when you watched it, was like a relatable character for you. Mm-hmm. But I was wondering you know, whether it's the human characters or the, or the Transformers. Um, who's your favorite character and why?
1: My favorite character would obviously have to be Sam. Um, and the reason being, like I said, he was relatable at the time. Um, he still is. This not great, but when you're an 11 year old watching this movie, it's like I want to be just like Sam.
0: Well, I think the problem is a lot of us are like Sam in the beginning. <laughs> yeah, <kind> of like...
1: <laughs> unfortunately, we don't end up with the the pretty girl as pretty yeah. as me.
0: I don't think girl. I ever had
1: like... hey, that. That shouldn't stop you, though. Obviously.
0: Yeah, uh, and one of the speaking of the pretty girl, one of the product placements in this movie that I think is really funny, <laughs> I have to point it out, is like when when Sam's like on his like um, when his on the on the pink bike, right? He's like running away from was it Starscream or Bumblebee? He's chasing after Bumblebee, right? And then the Starscream yeah. starts chasing him. Whoever yeah, the police car is, yeah. Um, but he's and then he he runs into Michaela, and then she's at Burger King. I'm like, like you really you're really gonna make her eat at Burger King for the product placement? Like at least do like Chick fil A or something like Water Burger. I don't know, freaking Burger King. <laughs> Burger King is not the king of fast food. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, Burger King, set your game up. Every time I go to Burger King, which is the closest fast food restaurant to my house, I wait there for like 20 minutes for like one sandwich. <laughs> and that's like a good day. 20 minutes is the minimum. It's not fast food. I can get I th- to- the Chinese restaurant near us can make their food quicker than Burger King. Like, I'm not even joking. I
1: used to eat like double cheeseburgers from Burger King my sophomore and junior year. Like, you wouldn't believe. And I'm pretty, pretty sure I paid the price
0: this movie subconsciously made you think about Burger King it's this movie's fault
1: well I obviously think about Megan Fox what's
0: going I mean, on like Megan Fox the Burger King you better run into Megan Fox <laughs> <laughs> maybe if I live in Hollywood for sure yeah dude <laughs> I just picture you like pulling up to Megan Fox the Burger King and then be like uh, yeah definitely you're like, no, you're like hey your Megan workshop. like big fan you know I love you yeah. anyways can I get a double cheeseburger <laughs> I think it's just the funniest thing I would just picture. Yeah, you would not find a girl like her at Burger King. No way. No, nah, you should be like, I'm going to get the salad. <laughs> Take one for the team. <laughs> I'm not going to have it my way. <laughs> but, like, so, like, as soon as she you leaves, you're like, hey, can I get a burger with that salad, too? Oh, yeah. boy. These tangents but, are too good. But, yeah, I mean, Sam was just, um, Hands down,
1: the, I think he, through the first three movies, he's the, obviously the best human character. Yeah,
0: he's a great human character, underrated.
1: Yeah, if only because he's, you know, he's, this is, goes back to what we were saying earlier in our discussion, you know, that he, I think he did the best that he could with the script that he had. You um, can definitely, like I say, definitely point out his uh, his acting skills um, are definitely carrying the movies for sure. And then the whole, you know the certain themes especially in this first film that he's able to find that courage within and you know to help out the autobots that's that's definitely something that you know so the whole more than meets the eyes i guess but yeah
0: sure for sure i think sam's my favorite human character um i love bumblebee i love that he like has a radio he talks with i think it creates some like some of the more genuinely humorous moments in the movie about Optimus, man,
1: he's definitely a cool. Optimus,
0: character. just the whole cube thing, bro. I think it's some like, <laughs> weak, like idiots, like move. I mean, I'm always
1: uh, looking back, man. I'm like, dude, if I was no, Optimus, is, is I'd uh, totally uh, get like, I totally like Optimus to beat him, man. I don't want to hear your lectures right now on free will.
0: <laughs> well, I got a pretty good. I got a. I got a pretty good story with one of our neighbors regarding Transformers. Um, what happened? Um, so they, they came over and I was at the age where I was like a teenager. Like I kind of knew the ways of the world, that type of thing. My brother was, you know my brother was fairly young. Okay. He was still a kid and our neighbors who were much older than me, they were like, they're asking him, this poor kid. They're asking him like, if you had the chance, you know, would you, would you rather hang out with the person who voices Optimus Prime all day or Megan Fox? He was like, the guy who voices Optimus, obviously, and then you know, as a kid, like it's a normal thing, but like looking back, it's like I don't I hope he wouldn't choose that now. These savages, bro. Going after a little kid, doesn't know any better.
1: So what they gave him a lot of slack for that or what?
0: Well I'm sure it made him think that night. <laughs> he was like, Why did they think that? He was still really young, so I I totally get it. What kind of what kind of, a, what kind of a neighbors did y'all invite over that, that kind of I mean family friends, dude the kids are family friends but yeah that's one of the first people I told that Transformers 2 is an even better film than the first one <laughs> so, and you know I wasn't alone like my, my friend from middle school called me up and was like it's like yeah it's so much better it's 10 times funnier the robots are bigger like as a kid like it gave me everything I wanted from a sequel you know I overlooked the racist robots because I was a kid didn't know any better like yeah you know? And I remember one kid in middle school was talking about Revenge of the Fallen when it came out. Um, it was like eighth grade. And, and you know, I was just kind of eavesdropping because I wasn't in that circle of friends. Um, I was like doing my social studies assignment or whatever. And he was like, my problem with the movie is like, they made Megan Fogg look too sexy. I'm like, that's not the filmmaker's fault and that's not a bad thing. <laughs> Two things. <laughs> that was my... I didn't say it, obviously, when I was listening. I'm like... Oh, like a dude said that, like a straight dude Like, I mean, you know, no shade to anyone else But, like, I was, I was like I was like, dude, that, that's what makes up For her bad acting and dialogue delivery Like, otherwise, why is she there?
2: Hey, beautiful
0: I'm breaking up with you, Sam
2: Really? You sure? I'm not hearing a lot of conviction
0: Well, I am, okay? So there's no reason for me to come say goodbye to you
2: Wow, you almost sounded serious that time Guess what? I made you a long-distance relationship, kid Yeah, I got your webcam so we can chat 24-7. All with Wiki all the time. You want the infamous D-Day shirt? You kept your nasty,
0: shredded clothes?
2: Yeah, of course I kept it, Michaela. It's like my Super Bowl jersey. I bled in this thing.
0: You think your little box of souvenirs is going to keep me from leaving you? (laughs) I'm sorry if that sounds mean, but it's just the way it is. When she was cast as April O'Neil, Ninja Turtles, I knew it would be (laughs) awful. And she was the worst part of that movie by far she does not have the look or feel of april o'neil at all if you follow the cartoons um, not like the original
1: yeah um, she's fine as this uh,
0: character i mean you know she likes cars and you know she's sitting on that motorcycle in her first scene and i'm like oh michael bay's capitalizing uh, really on, the, on that teenage, teenage <laughs> lust <laughs> okay. i remember when i
1: first saw that scene with her uh, this, uh revenge of the fall Megan Fox is on a uh, motorcycle painting.
0: It's like no one sits like that on any motorcycle, but you know Megan yeah. Fox does. But there's a lot, of, there's like a, a lot of there's a lot of slow motion running with Megan Fox and just, you know, it's just, it's so blatant. And I think Michael Bay in all of his movies, he he has he's it's he's very unabashedly like himself. Like he knows what he's making and he knows he's trying to please the fans, which I respect right, to some extent. In the 13th. I think I think
1: that one yeah, he did the remake.
0: I mean, I haven't seen it, but I haven't yeah, seen the original.
1: That one was another one where he's like just sexualizing
0: Michael women. Bae. He's just—he's um, you know, I hope he one day does make a an awards caliber movie. <laughs> but um,
1: uh, but hey, I was gonna say you can't have a, a conversation of the franchise overall without introducing what my personally top five bands are. Linkin being- Park.
0: Yeah, man. I mean, oh man, dude, that's hands down he, one he, of the best parts. He, he, when New Divide came months. out, like I, I bumped it for weeks before the movie came out. Like, I got on <laughs> iTunes back in the day before Spotify. I was like, I, I paid for New Divide <laughs> like, <you> know, <laughs> just to listen. I think to I my had, had, had Livewire.
1: I definitely had LineWire at the time. So, I yeah.
0: I mean, I, I remember, you know, me,
1: I had to a, had a get a free download and I <laughs> Delete the app at the time. I think it was LimeWire. I can't remember. But um yeah, what I've done is yeah, still movie, hands down,
0: like great song. You. The song in the third movie, Ear Descent, was like kind of a slower one, but it was good. It worked. It was still so good, yeah. It was used like in uh, the middle of the movie. Um yeah. I, I like I
1: the I,
0: I like the Imagine Dragon song they used in the fourth one too. I thought it was fine.
1: Uh, that one was decent. Yeah, I'll give Imagine. I I was, it was sad not to hear about them coming back, but I think Michael Bay wanted to do something new. So, I mean,
0: at that point in the franchise, like the song couldn't save the movie. So, (laughs) Um,
1: but yeah, I think throughout the movies, the original three, he does introduce, like incorporates the the theme of the the songs from Linkin Park. So that's pretty cool. Even at the end of the first movie, when uh, the credits are coming up and, the song, what I've done is like, you know, you hear the beat. Just the guitar
0: part is starting up, like, before the yeah. credits. Like, like, Optimus is still speaking. Yeah, it works really well. There's more to them
1: than meets the eye. Yeah, that was... Like, we will be here for the humans.
0: And I'm like, I don't know. They're going to kick you out pretty soon. <laughs> and then they're going to pull uh, up and... And then New
1: the Divide the was awesome. That that was...
0: Definitely... New Divide was, was a great song. Say what remember, you want about the I movie. I do
1: remember downloading that one now, now from... Um, the app store it wasn't iTunes, sure. but i but downloading that one new divide is like
0: i put my money right in steve jobs wallet and said, give me new divide <laughs> i need this song It's such so, so good yeah a
1: reticent uh the last song in from lincoln park in the third movie uh
0: is definitely a slower song but it's still good nonetheless yeah, no, no, no. Well, it's used like not for the credits, like it's used like in the movie, like halfway through, right? So yeah, yeah, but it's exactly. like what, what what's happening in the movie where like all hope is lost, like it fits the tone of what's going on. So,
1: and I, I think the third one too. I think that the reason why I put it slightly above,
0: I mean, it's my second favorite in the whole franchise. I would say,
1: yeah,
0: I like I, I like Dark of the Moon for what it is. It's a, it's a fun blockbuster.
1: Yeah, and then like I think that one right now is like. Definitely coming out of, you know, recently coming out of school, you know, it's been like a few years now, but.
0: And that's the only one I missed in the theater because my dad was like, I'm not going through that anymore. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going <laughs> to go see <laughs> that trash. <laughs> He's like, no way. You're going to make me sit in the theater for two and a half hours watching the, the same crap all over again. <laughs> he didn't tell those exact words, but I, I I could tell what he meant. He's like, I'll take you to see any movie, but that one. <laughs> <laughs> that trash i thought i raised a, be- a better son i thought you were a movie guy look well, come on transformers like is there a new harry potter coming out can you watch that instead like geez because like, i was like re- I would drive like can we like re-watch the part i thought i raised a better son can we just watch toy story at home or something <laughs> Oh gosh. Yeah. None of the, none of the things he actually said by the way. He just said like I don't want to watch Transformers. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I've seen enough. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, okay, here's a new here's a new question I want to try on you. Um that's relevant to this this movie. Um do you have any ties to like the source material like as far as Transformers goes cuz for me I watched a little bit of the cartoons back in the day but not actively enough to like have any ties to it when this movie came out
1: man that's a really good question um yes and no if only because my dad was a big time uh, transformers geek and i can say that because he's my dad um he i think he had a few comic books actually and i do remember as a kid he was trying to get me into the transformers because i remember he would go to walmart and buy a few of the the newer generation, I guess you could say, toys and like give them to me. And I would play with them, but um, I, I really didn't find that much appeal to them uh, unlike he did. And uh, so he was a big Transformers fan. So I remember, you know, occasionally watching some cartoons and uh, and then when the movie came out, it was like, whoa, yeah, I definitely want to, you know, 11 year old kid. Let's see what's up here, you know? And I think Sam is an actual original character from the uh, the original series, I'm not mistaken
0: yeah i didn't i didn't know that
1: yeah i think sam is uh or he's bumblebee's guardian if it's sam with wiki or if it's another name that they use but it's supposed to be a young a young kid a young boy as well but yeah that's as a like i said i wasn't really too much into it other than having that connection with my dad being a big fan of them and he was like a big optimist prime guy Time. one shall stand one shall fall.
2: Why throw away your life so recklessly?
0: That's a question you should ask yourself, Megatron.
2: No! I'll crush you with my bare hands!
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, for sure. I mean, this movie, if you it's great if you're a fan of Transformers, but also it's very welcoming to newcomers who have never even seen anything regarding Transformers in their whole life, um, because it's just a solid action blockbuster with like decent comedy. Um, so yeah, I I guess what I, one more thing I wanted to ask you is: Are there any other? Because this movie is definitely an action blockbuster. We can agree on that as far as genre goes, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, but more
1: blockbuster for sure.
0: But um, and obviously it was a the whole series box office smash. I mean, like made so much money. Um, but you know how does it compare to other action blockbusters, and how does it compare to other movies from two thousand and seven?
1: Oh man, other movies from. Let's answer your first question. How does it compare to other franchises or other blockbuster movies? Well, for sure, first that comes to mind is Marvel Studios. And I would say that if you're looking for a better storytelling slash better content overall, hands down, you have the Marvel movies that are a way better um, blockbuster series, so to speak.
0: And some are blockbusters at that. But I would say this first movie is as good as a lot of like the Marvel movies, always. not like the great ones, but a lot of like the standalone ones.
1: I think, yeah, I think you could definitely put it up with, uh, for sure. My opinion, I could be totally off from others as well, but my opinion is that I think you could probably put it neck and neck with the original Avengers. If You're only never
0: off with your opinion, it's your opinion for a reason.
1: Yeah, exactly. You no, know? um, but yeah, I think for me, I, I both had a great storytelling acting as well. Um, and then also the summer of 2007, I'm trying to remember.
0: I can name a few movies from 07 that stood out to me that I think are better That's than true. this movie. But um, And I didn't watch them all in 2007, um, for sure. But um, you know, Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, one of my favorites in the series. Um, one that became one of my favorites later on. When I first watched it, it was very dark and kind of overwhelming. But one of my favorite entries in that series, um, Super Bad, my favorite comedy of all time came out that year born ultimatum which is the best born movie and it's also the third movie which is a rare treat um ratatouille saw that movie in the same dollar theater i saw transformers in um, i was really hitting that <laughs> place a lot i was giving them my business that year um the simpsons movie <laughs> had come out that year <laughs> um which i'm watching the simpsons now on disney plus i watched the first nine seasons i don't know if i'll keep going i've, I've, I've heard i've already watched past the peak uh, uh, which seasons three through eight are supposed to be like the Simpsons golden era. Um, Knocked up came out that year, which I just rewatched recently, for like the fifth time. Great comedy. Yes. Yeah, so there were just, there was a few movies that came out that year. There's I definitely more. Totally,
1: but... I totally forgot the born Ultimatum came out. I'm, I'm born guy. Um,
0: born series. Is, is I would say that's an excellent uh, blockbuster series because I think it just gets better and better for the first three. Yeah. I'm not counting. The, first three, third, yeah. third, um, the, the fourth and fifth. Um, the Born Legacy should not have been a born movie. It should have just been like an action thriller, um, because it's not really tied to it that much. I, I think
1: at the time they were trying to do like a Marvel cinematic, you know, the whole shared. I feel
0: yeah. like Jer- Jeremy Renner's character in that movie, he wasn't really given a fair chance because, you know, he was already in this that franchise that, that Matt yeah. Damon was done for. And from what I've yeah. heard, Matt Damon saw the script for the Born Legacy and openly said, "I don't want to part any part of this project." Like, so he that's why he wasn't in it. Like, he wasn't interested.
1: I don't want any part of this trash. I would have said. But
0: then things- Jason Bourne comes out, Paul Greengrass returns to direct and it was still just like, all right, it was good, but it wasn't like as amazing as like Supremacy and Ultimatum, which are like I think some of the best action movies I've ever seen. Oh man,
1: yeah. I would definitely put that. Man, I think honestly it's neck and neck with James Bond with uh, Daniel Craig's
0: mm-hmm. Well, Daniel Craig has made two great movies and two okay to good movies. Did you like
1: Spectre or no?
0: I like it more than Quantum of Solace. But I don't like uh, it as much as Casino Royale or Skyfall. Uh-huh. I think it's solid. It's I actually know like which ones are trash. Inspector's is better than a lot of them, in my opinion. really. There was yeah. a whole era that was extremely cheesy. it's it's not like my favorite wow. <laughs> but, um, uh, the
1: I actually saw the original James Bond, like uh,
0: Dr. No. Dr. Yeah. No. Dr. No is okay. Uh, Sean Connery's yeah. best is Goldfinger for me. Goldfinger is great. That's a third I, I need to there. watch
1: that one for sure. Yeah
0: from Russia with Love is good. um, but Goldfinger is my one of my favorite bond movies, like period, it's really good.
1: Skyfall is, I think, definitely number one.
0: Skyfall, in- uh, Casino Royale is my number one, but Skyfall is my number two. So Daniel Craig has been in two of my all-time favorite Bond movies, which is it's pretty, pretty awesome for him. So one thing I we like to ask on the show is, it's usually a pretty tough question because it involves, the movie you talk about, it involves a movie that you already love, but is there anything in the movie that you would change to improve it? Or do you think it's perfect the way it is? Man,
1: that is a really tough question. If I'm being honest,
0: I, there's not a lot you could
1: change to that movie, if only because, like I said, you, you take it for what it is, it, and it's a summer blockbuster movie. It wasn't meant to be a, a Oscar-worthy picture.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I I can see that. I think it delivers what it promises. I will say two yeah. things, though. Obviously, the whole Cube controversy, the AllSpark, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think that's something I would change right away. Optimus Prime could just. Uh, like, I'm still. I, I'm, I'm thinking about it now. I'm
1: just concerned, man. Like, what if? Okay, so Sam gives him the cube and he puts the cube in his chest. But that doesn't stop like the Decepticons. It just stops the well, cube. Maybe
0: you should just tell him in general, like, if you have to destroy the Allspark, you can put it in a robot's chest. Hint, hint. Don't put it in me. Put it in someone else. <laughs> you know, I don't know and Um, i always felt
1: like i always felt like throughout the series like this there was far so many like there was too many decepticons for autobots like i felt like they. i don't
0: know if if you take out the top guy the the followers will leave dude that's just how it works in the world (laughs) (laughs) the fallen isn't going to be here for another two years he'll be in college by then so don't worry about it
1: you know, a star could just drive could just fly. I'm sorry, could just fly to another planet and like could be a yeah, movie They can travel,
0: over. they can travel all through space. Like they don't have to go to Earth. They can take over like Mars or something. I don't know. But another thing I would change, and this is a kind of a criticism I have for a lot of Michael Bay movies. Um, this movie could be shorter, it's like two and a half hours long. Um I think it could yeah, be cut down, to, I think it could be cut down to like two hours, maybe, maybe an hour and like forty-five. I think it could have been um cleaned up a little bit and been like a even better movie than it already is. I still like it a lot. Um, it's the best in the franchise for me. It's just a solid action movie that was made without you know too much pressure about thinking about the franchise because it you know it hadn't become a box office hit yet. Exactly. I mean, um,
1: exactly. Yeah. I think and, the, nail on the
0: head. but yeah, um, it's one thing that's interesting about this movie about in terms of visual effects is. You know, I watch a lot of movies from like the 80s or 90s and even like the 70s and you'll watch them and be like, OK, the effects do not hold up. But this movie, you know, it's been what, like 14 years since it came out and the effects do hold up really well. So it's really interesting to see how special effects of newer movies will hold up in the coming decades.
1: I think what Michael Bay did with the the, the robots in that movie were spectacular. The The CGI was hands down. Impressive for sure.
0: Absolutely. Um, Okay, so it's okay if you have nothing for this, but um, before concluding this episode, are there any other talking points you wish to discuss or do you have any questions for me? Well,
1: I definitely know um, what you would (laughs) want Sam to do with the cube now, as far as, you know, would you have chosen Optimus to have done it or, you know, put the cube in his chest or, you know, stuck with Megatron or. But, um, I think I
0: think Sam made the right call in the moment because if they killed Optimus, bro, like there's no there's no defense. Like what happened in Dark of the Moon halfway through would have been the rest of the franchise. Like they're doomed. Like that's it. Like you need Optimus. there There's
1: no more money to be made.
0: Yeah, you, need, you need one hero. Optimus is the hero. You need him to turn evil four movies from now. You know we need we need that plot. <laughs> but um, if there ever came a situation where 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 there was a pretty girl and I. I had to kick you out of my car. Would that be okay? Like in the movie?
1: Oh, man. Would you be okay with that?
0: Yeah. For you, I'd do it.
1: <laughs>
0: I mean, I can take an Uber home. It's not 2007.
1: Hey, man. What's wrong with
2: your radio? drive her home tonight. What? She's an evil job concubine, man. Let her hitchhike. She was 10 miles from here, okay? It's my only chance. You got to be understanding here, all right? All right. Well, we put her in the back. I'll be quiet. Did you say put her in the back? I- I miles, shot, I'm not but... putting her in the back. You got to get out of my car right but now. It's a party okay? What rules?
0: All uh, right, bros before hoes.
1: If she looks like Megan Fox, I would ask you to like, hey Josh, I hope you understand,
0: man. Yeah, because his friend was like, all right, she can sit in the back. I'm like, bro, you're missing the, you're missing the point here. She's fire, dude. Yeah, make sure your car's not having car troubles. <laughs> I mean, make sure. It, okay, again, the whole scene where like his camera's like on her body, and and, and Sam's like my god look at her he's hot like it's just prefer, so what, it, what did
1: you say i prefer that they work on my cars or something like female oh, she's like i
0: have a weakness for you know guys with abs and muscles which is such a cliche and then he's like oh well i've been i'm doing some of my arms here i've been working in the front the, he's like the light reflects off the disco ball and he's like flexing that's pretty funny i always thought that scene was freaking funny
1: i was cracking him when i think he tells her like while well, he's trying to convince her to get in the car he's like i was wondering if i could ride you <laughs>
0: Yeah, there's a lot of little, little jokes that I had forgotten about that are, are pretty funny. Um, and then also like when he's like, you should probably sit in my lap for safety.
1: Classic. <laughs> and
0: I'm like, damn. I'm like Sam, Sam's got moves. <laughs> um, so if you had to convince someone to watch this movie, what would you tell them? Uh, what's your sales pitch? And it can be a recap of what you've already said. I mean, it's totally fine.
1: If I had to um, convince someone to watch this movie, I would just start off by saying it's relatable. As crazy as they may seem, if they just look at the cover of the movie and say, how is it that two alien races, alien robot races that are going at it during for a civil war, and you introduce some humans, how is that gonna be relatable? Well, I would, like I said, throughout this whole conversation, it's story, the story, if you think about just the first movie and forget the rest of the franchise, but if you just think about the first movie and the, the main core of the story was that, you know, there's more to people than meets the eye. So, you know, we always find bigger, we find surprises within ourselves, you know, that courage that Sam had and the bravery that he he found within himself to take on that challenge. You know what? I may die trying to save, you know, a completely different race that I don't, I don't know anything about, but if it's for the betterment of people, I'll do it. And, you know, to me, that's, that's super relatable to anyone who's going through, whether it be issues at work, uh, personal issues. Sam is just an overall awesome character to, to relate to. Yeah, I mean, that, I would definitely make that my, um, my thesis for people to, you know, watch the movie.
0: Yeah, for sure, dude. And the movie, I think the movie does have a lot, a lot you know, it, it, the movie itself is more than meets the eye because it is a blockbuster, but it does have that, those themes and solid storytelling that really make it stand out above the rest. Um, but as far as telling people to watch this movie, I would want to know do you like big action blockbusters and are you do you appreciate good special effects? and if you do, at least one of those already,
1: yeah because you're gonna
0: be I mean you have probably uh, already like seen this movie then, right? you've probably seen all of these movies um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna give a sales pitch to my friend uh, my friend Charles would always say because um, he was a tra- big transformers fan. I'd always see the movies with him but he said he said, no matter what, you will at least appreciate the movie for its effects, which is 100% true. Um, But this particular movie is just, it's a good time. And the humor is, it works for the most part. It does not work as well later in the franchise. But, you know, it's a Michael Bay movie and and it's one of his better ones, I think. So that's what I would say. Just, it's a fun action blockbuster. It's a good time. With that
1: expectation, you'll be fine.
0: It unleashes the inner child in all of us. And I think that's a beautiful thing.
1: Well, for sure, I'm gonna to have to rewatch it now. I think I'm gonna to have to rewatch the first one either tomorrow night or sometime this
0: week. And then, yeah, maybe- I, ju- I just watched it again to get ready for this because it's been a long time. I have witnessed their capacity for courage, and though we are worlds apart, like us, there's more to them than meets the eye. I am Optimus Prime and I send this message to any surviving Autobots taking refuge among the stars. We are here, we are waiting. All right, so with that, we have reached the end of today's discussion on Transformers. I wanted to thank Lewis for joining us.
1: Happy to be here, Yash. Thanks again for the invite. Uh, it was super, super fun time and extremely grateful because this is my first ever podcast so i was happy to be uh be a part of it
0: yeah for sure we're happy to have you happy to have you again on the show as well um and from all of us at cinema convos uh thank you for listening if you enjoy our show give us a follow on facebook instagram and twitter to stay up to date on new episodes and we hope you tune in next time